episode of Retraced Echoes. As always, I'm your host. My name is Burton. Tonight, it's Halloween night. Oh, the ghouls and goblins is out. Oh, my God. Hopefully, I've got something that's going to make your hair stand on it, especially with it being this glorious Halloween season that everyone seems to love, especially Nick, my buddy Nick over at the Deceptive Reality Podcast. He co-hosts with me. This is favorite holiday. But... We're going to switch it up over here. Typically, what we do, and you guys know the format, we're switching it up tonight. Listen, maybe this is something we do more often. Maybe you guys enjoy this. But before we can figure that out, I got to tell you what we're doing. Have you ever heard a story that makes you go, no way, there's no way in the world that could ever be true, only to find out that it is true? Or maybe you've heard a tale that sounds so totally believable but you end up finding out that it's pure fiction. Well, we're going to push your intuition to the limits with this special segment. It's actually inspired from an old show that I used to watch this show. Let me tell you, used to be one where I used to be like, man, I couldn't wait every single week to see the show. It was called beyond belief factor fiction. I want to pay a little bit of homage to the old show and the way that it works is they would share five stories and They wouldn't tell you whether it was true or false. Some were true. Some was false. Sometimes all of them was true. Sometimes all of them was false. But you never knew until the very end of the show. That's kind of what I want to do here. And I'm going to provide five eerie, strange, or maybe just spine tingling stories. And it's going to be your job to figure out which ones are real events and which ones are just figments of my wicked imagination. And at the end of the podcast, if you're good, only for good, I might reveal which stories are fact and which ones are fictions. So you're going to have to trust your instincts. You're going to have to go with your gut. Going to have to go with your gut on this one. But the million dollar question is, are you ready to hear story number one? Now, remember, you're going to have to trust your instincts. Challenge your perceptions and prepare to enter the realm where the line between reality and imagination blurs strap in because we're diving into the unknown let's stop talking about it let's be about it let's go the boy who flew again In a quaint little town named Redbrook, a four-year-old boy named Timmy grabbed the attention of his parents, neighbors, and eventually the whole town. Why? Because Timmy insisted he had lived in another life before, a life as a World War II fighter pilot named Jack Harris. Timmy began drawing planes at a very unusually young age, but not just any planes. These were incredibly detailed sketches of Spitfires and Messerschmitts. His parents, Lisa and Mark, initially thought their son was just a gifted artist with a knack for history. But then Timmy started talking about life in the 1940s. He would say things like, I used to fly those planes, and I fought in a big war. At first, Lisa and Mark laughed it off. Kids have wild imaginations after all. Yet the details Timmy provided were startlingly accurate. He talked about the types of engines the planes used, what his uniform looked like, and even named a couple of his squad mates. Names that were later verified as real World War II pilots. Timmy also said something that gave his parents pause. He mentioned dying in a crash 
near a railroad in 1942. Now Lisa and Mark, they couldn't just brush this off. They started doing some research of their own and found an old war incident report. Indeed, a pilot named Jack Harris had died under similar circumstances right next to a railroad in the very year that Timmy mentioned. The family contacted several experts and historians to dig deeper. They were able to confirm many of Timmy's claims. He even recognized photos of specific planes and pilot gear from that very era, items he had never seen before in his current life. As Timmy grew older, his memory started to fade, much like the colors of an old photograph, but the impressions he left on those that knew him never dimmed. Whether or not you believe in reincarnation, Timmy's story begs the question, how could a four-year-old possibly know such specific details and life lived decades before he was even born? So there you have it, folks. The eerie tale of Timmy, the boy who seemed to live twice. Was he a reincarnation of a World War II pilot? Or was it all just an elaborate tale? You'll find out at the end. Story 2 The Vanishing Hitchhiker of Route 44 Route 44 is a stretch of road that goes through the small town of Willow Creek. It's mostly known for its scenic views and is popular with the locals for late night drives. But for years, there has been unsettling rumors that circulates amongst the town residents. The Tale of the Vanishing Hitchhiker It was Jack, a high school teacher who lived in Willow Creek, who claimed to have had the most credible encounter. One chilly autumn evening, Jack was driving home from a friend's house. Just as Jack was passing the old abandoned barn near the halfway point at Route 44, he noticed a figure standing by the roadside. It was a young woman, wearing what looked like a prom dress and clutching a small handbag. Feeling concerned for her, Jack stopped and offered her a ride. Do you need a ride? Yes, please. Jump in. She quietly agreed, giving an address that was along his way. During the drive, she seemed distant but polite, answering his questions with a soft yes or no. When they finally arrived at the address she provided, a house near the end of the route, Jack turned to tell her that they had arrived. To his utter disbelief, the back seat was empty. The young woman had vanished, leaving behind only a faint trace of floral perfume. Jack, both puzzled and alarmed, knocked on the door of the house. An older elderly woman answered, and when Jack described what happened, she quietly invited him in. She led him to an old photograph on the mantelpiece. It was of a young woman, the very same young woman which he just gave a ride to. The elderly woman explained that it was her daughter who had died in a car accident on Route 44 20 years previous on her way back from prom. Was Jack's encounter a figment of his imagination fueled by late night driving and local myths? Or had he truly given a ride to a vanishing hitchhiker on Route 44? To this day, the story circulates in Willow Creek, leaving everyone both fascinated 
and unnerved. But now I leave that question to you. Do you believe that there truly was a vanishing hitchhiker on Route 44? Or is this just another trick of words that I've provided for you? Find out at the end of the podcast. Story 3. The Mysterious Case of the Lockwood Library Lockwood is a charming little town known for its annual apple festivals and vibrant community life, but it's also home to one of the most intriguing mysteries the locals still talk about, the Lockwood Library Incident. The Lockwood Library is the town's oldest public building and holds more than just books. It has a history room with ancient maps, old photographs, and local newspapers dating back a century. But what really catches people's attention is a specific sealed off section that nobody except for the librarian, Miss Thompson, has access to. Now Alex, he's a history buff and a journalist for the Lockwood Gazette. And he's always been intrigued by this restricted area. One day, Miss Thompson had to leave town due to a family emergency and Alex saw an opportunity. Using a borrowed key from a maintenance person who was none the wiser, he sneaked into the library after hours to explore the sealed off section. What he found were stacks of old documents and photographs, but one item caught his eye. It was a leather bound journal that looked far older than anything else in the room. The journal was filled with what appeared to be entries of a person who lived in Lockwood in the early 1900s. But as Alex read the entries, he realized they predicted events that would happen many years later. These included everything from natural disasters, even significant town events. Now rattled by what he found, Alex replaced the journal and left the restricted area, locking it behind him. When Miss Thomas returned, Alex was too disturbed to confront her, but he wrote an anonymous piece about his discovery in the Lockwood Gazette. The story created quite a stir in the community. It split everyone down the center of the town, whether they believed it was an elaborate hoax or it was a genuine mystery. Several experts were called to examine the journal. To everyone's surprise, or maybe it wasn't, the journal had vanished from the restricted area and Miss Thompson denied any knowledge of such an item and despite thorough investigations, it was never found again. So now I leave the question to you. Was Alex's discovery a figment of his overactive imagination? Or had he stumbled upon a journal that defied the very laws of time? The mystery remains unsolved, leaving the town of Lockwood both curious and skeptical. What do you think? Story number four, The Luminous Battle of Stone Creek. The Civil War was a time of unimaginable hardships, torn families, and thousands upon thousands of casualties. Amid the grimness, however, one mysterious event stood out as a glimmer of hope, quite literally. The strange occurrences happened during the Stone Creek Battle, a lesser known, yet very brutal conflict. Now entering the story, Samuel, a young Union soldier who was barely 18, a farm boy by origin, Samuel had never seen so much bloodshed and misery. In the Battle of Stone Creek, both sides suffered heavy casualties, and Samuel, 
He was gravely wounded. Left on the muddy battlefields, many wounded soldiers awaited help, or the end, whichever came first. And as night fell, something incredible happened. Some of the soldiers, including Samuel, noticed that their wounds started emitting a faint bluish glow. It was later known and nicknamed the Angel's Glow, the phenomena that was taken as a sign of divine intervention by many at the time. Interestingly enough, those with the glowing wounds started showing better chances of survival and quicker recovery. Samuel was among them. His severe injuries healed remarkably fast and he did not suffer the infections that plagued many others. Whispered tales of the angel's glow traveled far and wide from the battlefield to hospitals and eventually back to the home front. What do you think? Do you think that Samuel and many of the other wounded soldiers received what's known as the angel's glow? Or is this just a glowing story? Story 5 The Silent Echo of Glendale Lake Glendale Lake is a popular spot in the small town of Glendale, frequented by locals and tourists alike for its scenic beauty and serene atmosphere. But those who have lived in Glendale for any length of time know a very unsettling legend, the legend of the Silent Echo. Tara, who's a lifelong resident of Glendale and an amateur bird watcher, was the most recent person to experience this very strange phenomenon. One clear afternoon, she set out with her binoculars and a notebook to observe some nesting eagles near the lake. She positioned herself at her usual spot, a clearing away from the popular trails. As she focused on the nest high up in the tree, she suddenly realized that her surroundings had gone unnaturally silent. Even the rustling of leaves and the rippling of water seemed to have ceased. That's when she heard it. A faint, almost whispered echo of her own name coming from across the lake. Tara. It sounded like her own voice, but distorted, as if being played backwards. Startled, Tara picked up her gear and she left. But the story doesn't end there. When she returned home and recounted her experience to her grandfather, he told her about similar incidences that had dated back decades, maybe even centuries. According to town records and old newspaper clippings, several people had reported hearing their own voices echoing back to them in a distorted form, especially when they were alone near Glendale Lake. Some even claim that soon after hearing the silent echo, significant changes or events occurred in their life although never for the better. Skeptics say this silent echo is nothing but an auditory illusion, a trick of the wind, or imaginations running wild. But those who have experienced it swears that it's real and possibly even a premonition. To this day, the mystery remains unsolved, making residents and visitors alike wonder what really lurks around Glendale Lake. But now I leave that question to you. What do you think is lurking around Glendale Lake? We're about to find out. (laughs) 
What about those stories? The question that I'm curious is how many did you guys get right? Do y'all want to know? Maybe we'll wait until the next podcast and get <laughs> and give the answers. Y'all will never know because I changed names and I may have even changed locations so y'all couldn't look it up and cheat. But before we rip off the band-aid, I just want to remind everyone, sometimes unbelievable comes wrapped in the ordinary, while the most plausible stories can also be spun into a tall tale. Now let's get to it, shall we? Story number one was the boy who wanted, or the boy who flew again. Sorry, I screwed up the title that I created. <laughs> it was a tale of Timmy, the four-year-old who claimed to be a World War II pilot in a past life. Now, this one might have had you scratching your head in disbelief. I mean, is it even possible? Could a child really have lived another life? Could he have been up doing some dog fighting and had real life and death stakes? Well, believe it or not, this story is based on real events. What about story two, the vanishing hitchhiker of Route 44? Now this one was the eerie tale of Jack and the disappearing damsel in distress on Route 44. As haunting as this story is, it's just a classic urban legend that's been told in many variations around the world. There's actually no verified case that this happened exactly as I gave today. So for this one, you can breathe a sigh of relief. It's just a tall tale. Story number three, the mysterious case of the Lockwood Library. This was about the journal that predicted the future it was locked away in the little small town library. What do you think? Do you think this book existed? Was it truly locked away in the library? Was it just a great little writing that we did on the side? Well, let's mark this one down as fiction, but never underestimate the wonders of an untold story. What about story number four, the luminous battle of Stone Creek? Now the Civil War's angel glow may sound like it's just maybe too miraculous to be true. Or maybe when you heard it, it sounded very similar to a story that may have been true, but there's no proof of it. Where did you fall on this one? Well, if you thought this one was based on a true story, you are correct. And the last story that we told this evening, the silent echo of Glendale Lake. I mean, it was a silent echo. It was a phenomena that puzzled the Glendale residents for years. What do you think? Do you believe that they're hearing their own voice? Is it an eerie phenomena or maybe just a little bit of their own imagination? If you believe that this tale is true, you would be wrong. We're going to have to label this one fiction. Well, there's all your answers to those five tales. How did you fare? Did your instincts guide you rightly or did we lead you down a rabbit hole? Either way, it wasn't just to show you guys fact from fiction. It was to, to basically show you that, if anything, you should always question the narratives. We can't just accept them. Tell me in the comments, did you get all five right? Did I make these too easy for you? Did you enjoy this? 
And do you want to hear more in future podcasts? I am dying to know. I had a blast with this. Hopefully you guys enjoy the sound effects. If you enjoy mysteries and maybe even mysteries similar to the true stories today, you're going to enjoy another podcast that I do with a buddy of mine. His name is Nick. And this coming Friday, we are actually reading stories from our listeners. That one's going to be a blast. It's going to be true stories that they've experienced themselves. So you're not going to want to miss that. Look for Deceptive Reality wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Well, until we meet again, let this be your mantra. Keep your eyes open to the unseen, your ears tuned to the whispers of the unknown, and your mind ever skeptical to the seemingly impossible. Hopefully you all enjoyed this. If you enjoyed this, please be sure to rate it no matter where you go. As always, my name is Bert. Thank you for tuning in to Retraced Echoes. Until I see you all again, goodbye.